Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your hosts, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 35, Frank Thomas, baby. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brought to you by 606 Media, Noir Caesar, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. As always, I'm Big Z. And I'm here with my co-host, E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If this is your first time listening or you're a long-time listener, please remember to hit that subscribe button on your favorite listening app. And if you like what you're here, give us a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can support the show at anchor.fm slash truechicagosportsfans slash support. Z, we got another great show in store for our listeners, man. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. What do you got? We got more Bears quarterback speculation. (laughs) The saga never ends, man. It it won't. This is going to be interesting. Uh, Also, Jimmy Graham had a scary moment this week. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness he's okay. But, I mean, that was scary. Uh, Seabrook retires. And we're going to talk about this. I got some more insight on this just because he's got he's got a special number with the Blackhawks. And Zach Levine is an All Star finally. This dude has been making leaps and bounds. It, it's awesome to see him blossom. Yeah. Um. And also, Illini basketball is relevant again. <laughs> you know that's funny because that was the same year as the White Sox won the World Series. Oh. All right, y'all. All that plus baseball is coming up. All right, let's start this thing off right. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, E, give me that Bears news, man. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. (laughs) I need a quarterback. Please, somebody. Russell Wilson, the saga continues. Uh, With the Seahawks, uh, now they're fielding calls for the quarterback. Russ likes our emergency, our emerging. Emerging. (laughs) I mean, it's an emergency. We need a quarterback, yeah. Russ likes the emerging O-line, the offensive-minded coach, and the city of Chicago. We're also seeing reports that... The, the Bears are in the top. Their their top priority right now is to get Wilson to Chicago. So what it looks like is the Bears are going all in on these two quarterbacks and saying, "Hey man, here's our here's our cards. Right? Do you, do you want it or not? What's up? Yeah, I mean, even like we're saying, we also hearing about Deshaun Watson. Yep. It's been reported by multiple sources that the Bears have the biggest offer for Watson. I mean, there's also rumblings for Alex Smith, which is a backup plan. I, I think Alex Smith. Great backup. I, I I agree with that. I think what you're looking at is if they, if if, if any of this is even true, because right. we're just reading this off the internet like everyone else. <laughs> so all we can do is really speculate. Right. You know what I mean? So we're looking at, hey, who wants Russell Wilson? Well, even if you get Wilson, you're getting a veteran, a guy who's 32 years old, mm-hmm. and he's going to have to mentor a rookie anyway. And he's going to basically have to train his replacement. Then you got Deshaun Watson, who's only five years in the league. And you're if you get Watson, 
you're more than likely not even looking for another quarterback. That's your starter, and you're you're counting on him to be your quarterback for the next 10 years. But Alex Smith, you do that, and you draft someone like Mac Jones or something like that at 20. Right. I think it might be the smartest move because you're not giving away the farm and you can actually build on the uh, on the roster that you have and the players that you have and see what you can do with that. Yeah, we, we've been talking about this for weeks now and if they go with a young version of the plan where they draft, where they sign Alex Smith and they draft a good quarterback from, you know, a university, you're, you're going to be mentoring him. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not going to have a winning record. Here's the thing. With, You'll be 8-8 eight and eight again. Purgatory. It's 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 entirely possible, but you also have to remember that Alex Smith mm-hmm. was with Nagy in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith was starting when Mahomes was uh, his backup. So Alex Smith actually knows, and and I, that's why you have a strong connection there because Alex Smith knows Nagy, knows how he likes to play, know what plays he likes, and knows how to run that system. So if we're serious, because you got you can't discount the fact that the Bears do have pace and they have Nagy. They're going to have him for next season. Right. So if you look for any type of success for, for this upcoming season, you're going to be looking at a guy that Nagy is going to have to get along with. And this is the guy that, that you know that he knows. Yeah, but this is a different quarterback at this point in his career. He is literally not as mobile as he used to be. And every time he takes a snap, you're, you're cringing like, oh, please don't get hurt. It was, I remember when uh, us sitting there watching yeah. him and rooting him on. Yeah. And, um, but you know what? I'm really kind of recalling something that happened in an earlier show. Oh. Yeah. Our boy, Il Brown, did predict that yes, Alex he did. Smith would be on the Bears. He did call for that. I mean, it's not done deal yet, but it'd be nice to have him. All right. On Thursday morning, Jimmy Graham's vehicle rolled over and because uh, he was swerving to avoid uh, an accident that was already on the road. So yeah. it could have been worse. He came out unscathed. Avo- he avoided life-threatening injury. I mean, a rollover is just scary. So after what we saw the week prior with Tiger Woods, right. as soon as you hear that, you know, it's the shock to the system. You think the worst. So it's great news for, for Jimmy Graham that he, he did not seriously get hurt. Um it's it's still scary, man. Oh man, I just looking at the uh, ridiculous. But all right, more Bears news. Mr. Rashad, the coward, <laughs> will not be resigned along with Mr. Buster Screen. Uh, they've been cut by the Bears, man. Screen, look, I, you know how I feel about Screen. Yeah. Every time you saw a big play down the field by the opponent who's running right behind him, the toaster I got him. It was it was either Buster Screen, it was either him trailing behind or him hanging on for dear life as yeah. they carried him into the end zone with them. Yeah, I equate him to as a toaster. You're either gonna burn burn it or that that toaster's getting stuck in there, man. The <laughs> faulty toaster. You know the, the funny thing about Rashad Coward now they're they're not gonna be re-signing him, so he was he was gonna be a free agent anyway. Right. But someone says I saw people before talking about when he first came onto the Bears, he was a defensive lineman. Wow. And then he moved over to the offensive line. And they're like, we'll put him back on defense. I'm like, he sucked there too. That's why, why he moved. He, He's not Petey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Allen Robinson, man? Allen Robinson is talking about his future in Chicago. Yeah. And he says, I can't want to be in Chicago more than they want to have me in Chicago. So th- here's the issue with that. They're, they're going to franchise them, but their priority is to get a quarterback right. right now. And again, I'm pretty sure that if we get a Alex Smith and a, and a young quarter, a young quarterback that we draft, he's not going to want to stick around after the after franchise year. This 
selection of a quarterback for the next season is mm-hmm. going to determine whether or not Allen Robinson is with the Chicago Bears going forward past this season when he's going to get tagged. Right. If they get Watson, if they get um, Wilson, mm-hmm. he will resign after his franchise. Right. Or they'll make a they'll make a deal because what that does. He's, you can franchise him. And you then still to, sign him, right. Because you got to remember, here's the thing. If you do end up getting Wilson or you get Watson, you're going to be giving up picks. Yep. Okay. So if you, but if you have Wilson or you have Watson and Allen Robinson is going to want to stick around because it's an attractive job now. Yeah, it okay? is. Then you still have Mooney. Okay. You have a lot of players. You have Cole Komet. You have Jimmy Graham that's sitting here right now. Right. You have players that can be playmakers if you have the right quarterback in place. And the the thing about that is that you don't have to worry about I have to draft another receiver. I have to draft a quarterback and train and you know train him or, or get him up to snuff or whatever it is or guys, something I can do. Guys are gonna wanna come here now. Right. Because, so it will make yeah. it a destination right. when you have a quarterback like that. Because you gotta think if Watson or Wilson coming in here automatically makes them probably the best quarterback. I won't say accomplished, yes. but they'll make the they'll probably be the best quarterback the city's ever seen. Now that's that's, that's we don't know what, we don't know the whole thing of Watson's career yet, but Wilson would automatically be the best quarterback the Bears have ever had. Right. And now you have a great quarterback in a great city on the charter franchise with those classic uniforms that currently play in the lakefront. Currently, currently that could be changed too. That is going to be a destination. For free agents to come to. Yeah. Well, I hope so. All right, what's going on on the Madahawks on Madison with the Blackhawks? Blackhawks, um, they had a little bit of a rough go. They were going <laughs> kind of back and forth with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They lost the first game in overtime. The second game, they won in overtime. But the funny thing mm-hmm. was that on WGN, Uh-oh. after they lost that first game, yeah. they, oh, they, they put the Hawks win. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they, they posted that they won. and like all over the place. Yeah, and they were getting roasted about it. We're like, oh, it what hilarious. are you doing? And they didn't change it. No, they left it. They just left it. They're like, you know what? Whatever, man. It's late. <laughs> You'll forget by tomorrow. Because the next day, they did win. So, I mean, uh, it's impressive to me that they, what they're doing against a uh, the, the champs. No, they're hanging in there with the champs. And I, again, I was I was uh, texting you. I was like, dude, did you see this? And you're like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm not watching yeah, this I game. I wasn't even watching. Yeah. So I was like, dude, they lost with 0.1 second. That puck barely made it off the line. It's, it's one of those things where, like, because uh, some of the sometimes sports get a little repetitive. I'm taking a break, watching movies with the family. Yeah. And then I get that text. It was one of those, did you see that? Yeah, it was like, like, the, like, I the, did not. like the Peyton Manning Monday Night Football game, right. four touchdown comeback. Right. I'm like, you're like, yeah, whatever. I've seen Peyton Manning before. And then he yeah. does that. You're like, no. <laughs> that's, the, that's the reason why you watch every single game. Yeah. You don't want to be the one like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have some bittersweet news to report. Brent Seabrook is retiring after 15 years in the NHL. Brent Seabrook, for those of y'all who don't know, mm-hmm. that's my homie. Oh, no. I went to his house. That's right. You did go to I his house. I went to his house and I fixed his dryer years and years ago. <laughs> um, it was it was uh, just a chance thing when I, was, I used to do appliance repair uh, back in the day. Um, but yeah, man, he was a super cool dude. I walked up when I when I met him in person. It was like it was literally like meeting a moose in person because he's so damn big. Because he's, like, he's so he's gonna uh, Seabrook, man. Listen, he he put out a statement yeah. uh, talking about his retirement in the middle of a season. Yeah, you know. So, was, so that's how you know you're done. Yeah, he he was trying to come back, and then uh, uh, he was always not able to <laughs> fully be capable of doing his hockey duties. Right. And then he took a couple weeks off, went ice fishing with his kids. Came back, his back was stiffening it up. He, he was 
trying to rehab. If, makes- if I remember one of the things he said, he goes for 15 years in the NHL. I told my buddy to screw off, and now it's it's finally telling me. To <laughs> screw off. So he he did uh, he did yeah, go release ahead. a statement. Um, he says, "I'm so proud to have played my entire 15 year National Hockey League career in Chicago with the Blackhawks. It was an honor to play the game that I love with teammates I love in front of fans that I love in a city that my family and I have grown to love." After several surgeries, countless hours of rehab and training to get back on the ice level at my expectations, it will not be possible for me to continue playing hockey. This is what's best for me and my family. The love and support of my wife, Dana, and my kids, Carter, Kenzie, and Dylan, has meant everything to me. My parents, Gary and Suzanne, and my brother, Keith, have been behind me every step of the way and are my foundation. I want to thank the Blackhawks organization, including the Wirtz family, Rocky and Danny Wirtz, Stan Bowman and Jeremy Colleton, who have been very supportive throughout this process. I'm thankful for all the Blackhawks have done for me in my career. This organization drafted me as an 18-year-old kid out of Western Canada, and this team became my family away from home. In addition, I'm thankful for the Blackhawks medical and training staff for always putting me in the best position to to succeed on the ice. Mm. Over the past 15 years, I've played with some incredible teammates and coaches. I thank each and every one of you. It was an honor to wear the Blackhawk sweater and go to battle with you night in and night out. I loved being your teammate. Lastly, to the great fans of the Chicago Blackhawks, thank you. I sac- sacrificed everything for this team in our quest to lift three Stanley Cups and gave it everything I had for you. I couldn't have asked for a better fan base to play for. You, more than anyone, kept me honest and always pushed me to be better, while also cheering me as your all-star and champion. Lifting the Stanley Cup in 2015 in front of all the fans at United Center will be a memory I will never forget. You have truly made Chicago a second home. My family and I will forever be grateful for your love and support, and I look forward to always having a special connection with you, the fans. I will always be a Blackhawk. This is amazing. This guy has put his body on the line for the city, and when you have players who always show up with their lunch pail and give it their all, yeah. you are a Chicago legend. You got him, you got Joakim Noah, mm-hmm. you, you've got players that they might not be the most skilled player, the number one player, the star player, but guess what? They show up and they give you everything. He's he's one of these guys that's on the Blackhawks mental or mantle of kind of underappreciated guys, mm-hmm. mainly because of the great players that he's played with. Right. Um, because when you play next to Johnny Saves and you play next to Kaner and you play next to Haas, you're not going to get as recognized. And Keith, you're talking about a bunch of like first ballot Hall of Famers and Seabrook, you know? So, I mean, another guy like Jarmelson is another guy that doesn't get enough credit. Um, probably um, goalie. <laughs> Crawford. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you have to cut that piece. The crow. Uh, and also probably uh, Corey Crawford is another player that's a little underappreciated for for the Blackhawks. Yeah. So, I mean, my wife loves Seabrook because he's good looking. <laughs> when I did that service call, she was like, "Can I go to work with you today?" <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is this is a guy. I'm not a bobblehead guy that much. No, no, not at all. But I have one of his. <laughs> so, so here's the question I want to ask you: You being the hockey expert on the show, uh, <laughs> do the Blackhawks retire number seven? I think one of the things that I heard on the radio today, mm-hmm. I think it was a fan that was suggesting it, was that they should do something similar to like what the White Sox did. 
Okay. Where you can kind of honor a bunch of different players or, you know, make a kind of ring of honor type of thing. Okay. You know, you have the the stars of the 2005 White Sox. They kind of acknowledge them for yep. the most part. And that's something that the Blackhawks could do too, especially for these guys that were with them for all three cups. And then, you, you know, you got like Crow who was there for a couple of cups and just kind of do something similar to that because there is no one else. There is no other fan base in the, in, in the United States that loves to talk about statues and monuments more than the uh, Chicago teams. Oh, th- th- definitely. Definitely. And I agree with you. They should put something out there by the, you know, maybe in, in the uh, uh, vestibule of the United mm-hmm. Center, that nice little section now, put a nice statue up there. Maybe if someone uh, raising up the cup and, yeah. you know, something crazy like that. Well, you could have, you know, you can do something like that with, uh, um, with, with Taves or Kane or something like that later on. Cause I think what's going to happen is that Kane just had his 400th goal. That's another thing. Oh my goodness. I mean, this is, this is incredible for an American born player to be so dominant. Mm-hmm. I think is yeah. it 400 or 300. No, it's 400. Okay. Pretty sure it's 400. It yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 400. Um, but you know, he just had his monumental goal and you know, he was saying that it's possible that he could play up into his forties. I mean, he's, he's the kind of guy um, when you play next to him, he makes everyone better. And you still need those role players. You still need those guys that are going to help you build the foundation of your team. He's like, you know, uh, Bill Cartwright and Horace Grant and Tony Kukoc and Scotty Pippen for those who want a better reference. Right. So, I mean, these he's one of the pillars of the team that won those three championships. So just to get back to my question, to clarify, do you put a, 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 a banner up there, up on United Center, with both number sevens for Telly. So do you put two names up there? Or you just I mean, leave you, it? Or you, you just can, put a number seven and no put, name? You could put a number seven just with no name. No name put, on it. Or if you want, you can put both their names. You know what I mean? Like, so you're not opposed to that? No, absolutely not. Why okay. not? It's just a number, right? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. is you, Especially when you have two great players with the same number. Um, I mean, why not? Who the hell cares? Right. Who is this going to bother? Who's writing these rules? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's your organization. Do what you want. Right. And it's your building. And you got so, I mean, you can always make more rafters, can't you? <laughs> They're getting full. That's right. I mean, we can expect 19 and 88's numbers to be retired in the future. Yeah. No doubt. Um, Keith. Yeah. For sure. And that was going to go. Keith is one. Ke- oh, Ke- Keith, Keith and Hosa. I really. Keith, but see, and, and I love, I love Hosa. I love the fact that I want to say he, he went back to back championships. With, with uh, different losing. teams, yeah, because he was with I think one year he was with um, uh, the Red Wings and they lost to Pittsburgh, and the other year he was with um, Pittsburgh and he lost to the Red Wings back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then the very next year he came to the Blackhawks and he won, right? And that was in 2010, yeah. So he kind of had like all these chances, and and I love him, I love how he kind of came in on the back end and just okay, here's three cups for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, but, yeah, Haas, like even though he didn't start his career here, he finished his career here and he finished his career being dominant here, right? So I, I mean, I think when we're looking at um, 1988, number two, 81. Those number, numbers got to be put up there. We're, we're going to need a bigger ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need a bigger boat. All right, Z, what's going on with those Chicago Bulls? All right, the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine is finally an all-star, and he will be on Team KD. KD, who's not even in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the NBA <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He will also compete in a three-point contest, and there was rumblings that he should defend his dunk title in Atlanta. Should. There's only three dunkers, but that's what sucks about it. it but okay, to, to be fair, again, we're looking at let's peel back the onion here. Yeah, we do record on Sunday in yeah. the afternoon, so the, the all star game for us has not happened yet. No, um, but last year when he was in Chicago, he you should. gotta you gotta think he was salty as hell. Oh, yeah, if he would have made that all star team last year, he probably would have dunked. Yes, dunked for the fans, and because he was in the three point contest. 
but you know he won two uh, dunk contests when he was in, uh, with Minnesota. Did you see his dunk during the warm up this week? We no, <laughs> all right. So he's running up, <laughs> bounces the ball uh-huh. through, and, like he's in the air, bounces the ball through the air, and just a windmill dunk. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, and, he can. Yes, because he can. I mean, I was watching video and, of him as as yeah. in high school and college, and I'm like, Jesus, this man can dunk. I mean, and and that was the thing, and I saw people saying. I don't. Did he win two, or it was just the one? I, know, I think right? no. He got robbed of one oh, by the by the kid in Orlando. Oh, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Yep. Yeah. Who's like he? It looks weird when he dunks because he he has to look down at the basket to dunk, so he has to <laughs> jump so high. It looks weird. Yeah. All right. On the rumor sheet, we yeah we're three weeks away from the trade deadline, and there's rumors that the Bulls have interest in Andre Drummond of the Cavs. Uh, yeah. He's like 28. He's owed 28 million. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we can give him a guy that makes a lot of money that's not doing much for us. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Hello. Yeah. So he isn't, the, he isn't the best defensive player, but guess what? I'm pretty sure he'll play hard for Donovan. And he's healthy. Yep. I mean, he's a healthy guy who, who we have a severe lack of. Big guys, too. So yeah. PJ and Lowry, see ya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm with it right yeah. there. Yeah, there, there's your package. There's Yeah. Here, here's two young guys. Give me the money. Give me the money. I think mm-hmm. money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he, again, he's 28. Yes. He is not, he, you know, he's just starting to get into his prime because mm-hmm. he played for Detroit for all the years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, the Bulls are also rumored with Lonzo Ball and Cat, you know, Carl Anthony Thomas. But, I mean, there's got there's going to be... Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. Towns. Oh, yeah, I wrote that wrong. Yeah, I'm a little dyslexic sometimes. All right, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, you're, you're going to have to make one. You're not going to be making all three trades. There's no, no. way. No. No, I mean, I, I'm I'm getting sick of hearing about the balls. Um, Family, yeah. I'm, <laughs> Lonzo Ball. I mean, it's fine. Stay like if you flourish somewhere else. Okay. You know what I mean, like I just don't want the circus. I'm I'm, t- I'm just tired of talking about the Ball family. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just I'm. Over I mean, the it. kid is really good. That's fine. Yeah. But his brother's better than him. No, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, the one in Charlotte's better. Yeah. 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 Mm. The Lamelo. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna call him Mellow. Not until until my you gotta, mellow, you gotta earn it. Yeah, you gotta earn it. Until you gotta that. earn mellow. Um, but look, uh, Drummond is young. Mm-hmm. So is Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd rather have my problem with Carl, Carl Anthony Towns is I'm worried about the same reason why Jimmy Butler says I need to get out of Minnesota. Yeah, because it's because he's lazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and like I, like I was saying before. He did lose quite a few family members COVID. Yeah. I think he tested positive as well. We don't know of any underlying results. Because And 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 the reason I even bring that up are underlying conditions where it could affect long-term results. In Moncada. Well, not, it's not just that, but so many of his family members died from COVID that I worry about what it's going to do to him. Oh, yeah. Does and that I'm, make sense? Yeah, on a mental not side. Not to be mean about it. No, but, no, but on a mental side, that's, that's well, kind of messy. Physically, like, if his family died from this, it's like... He said, "If your family has diabetes, you're at a higher risk for diabetes." Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if it affected his family and went through them that way, what has it done to him? He's got to be put in a bubble anytime he leaves the court. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, a little bit of controversy over here by uh, a former bull, Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose came out and he was talking smack like he likes to talk smack. And that's why we're talking about it. That's right. <laughs> and he says, in this era of basketball, LeBron ain't stopping the great players from winning championships. They're getting their turn. There was no turn in MJ's era. No, there there wasn't. Until, I mean, uh, when it's, once he got his team, 
because we can't say that that's a full 100% statement because he was on in the league and he was losing to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And until he got his Scottie Pippen, his horse grant, and, you know, the role players that he needed, then he was the wall. And you had to climb the wall. I think what Jalen Rose is saying is if you look at, like, let's go down the list. Um, uh, Charles Barkley. Nope. Uh, Ewing. Nope. Uh, Stockton and Malone. Nope. Like, you know, Kemp. until it's Sean Kemp. Uh, Drexler. Miller, Clyde Drexler. Well, Clyde Drexler, I think he won in Houston. Right. He fought, but not so, through Michael. Right. So not through when, Michael. That's when Akeem and that's when, when yeah. he got his title when they were in Houston. Right. But all the, yes, Jordan was the one that stopped him from getting this title. Stop stopping him alone twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sure not gave Malone that MVP. But, <laughs> he, look, took, he took it personal. <laughs> the, and, and he did take it personal. Yeah. That's, that's his thing. There's a reason why in today's NBA, players get their own turn. You want to know what it is? Because they joined LeBron's team. Yeah. So it's not because he's blocking other players. It's because they're on his damn team. Who is he blocking right now? This NBA. Why won a title already. Yeah. The, the, the NBA now is AAU. It is yes, exactly yes, that. Yes. I, and I coached AAU. And this is what happened. You coach AAU and, you, and your team is not that great. Or they go against a team that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. All right. So next year, guess what's happened? They don't sign with your AAU club. They go to that club. Yep. Yep. And they they form a super team. And it's been noted that different NBA players had played together in AAU. That's how youth sports runs now anyway. Yes. That's why you get these super teams. You get, like, when I'm coaching softball and we're trying to build a program and we're trying to teach the girls, well, the girls that they have to go against have been playing together and they've been building this team. And you got, oh, so-and-so who's the all-star at Horner Park and the Horner, the, there's an all-star over here in Elmwood Park and, right. and, you know, and whoever. And then all of a sudden, wait, how are you all on the same team? I know you live, like, three miles that way and you live five miles that way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Oh, well, okay. That's all this is. That's all this is. Right. And this is why they switch teams, because they don't know how to lose. Right. Right. Oh, they can't handle it. They're just afraid to lose. I'm I'm interested. Who's going to be the next best player after LeBron? And I mean, and I don't mean like, oh, you're a good player in the NBA. I mean, like, you are LeBron. You're Kobe. You're right. Jordan. Right. When you shoot a paper ball into a basket, what name are you calling out? <laughs> I still call Kobe. I, I still say Jordan. Well, well yeah. but what I'm saying is that, like, if you look at when the Jordan era started, mm-hmm. okay, you had two in competition for who's the better player. You had Larry Bird and you had Magic Johnson. Right. But neither one of those, you could ever say that is the best player. That is, the, you know what I mean? Because all they did was go head to head. And they had Once, all-star teams and, for teams. And they did. And when Jordan came into play, there was a definitive, oh, that's the best guy in the league. Yeah. When Kobe uh, was in there and, and Jordan started to uh, uh, retire and fade away. Right. <laughs> Kobe. I like that. Kobe was the best player in the league. He was. And then when, when uh, LeBron started winning his championships, LeBron became the best player in the league. Who is going to be that next player? To take the mantle. To take that mantle. People are saying KD, but I'm like, if you can't stay on the court, bro. No, no because KD is cool, but he's, he's again, to me, like a Ewing or a Barkley. Like, oh, man, that guy's really good. But I mean, like he had to join up with super one of the, some of the best shooters of all time, right? To to ride that wave to get a title, because now look where he is, and you got another quote unquote super team, and they're just trying to do whatever they can to get past the Lakers, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see the Lakers in Brooklyn in the finals for sure. All right, what's going on in Wrigleyville? E? In Wrigleyville, there is a lot of noise about fans in the stands. 
The Cubs and the Sox are petitioning the city and the state for a 30% capacity for games. Mayor Lori Lightfoot said Tuesday that the city will allow fans in 2021 and said both teams had presented compelling cases, but she declined to offer any specifics as to the percentages or the timelines. Uh, Cubs insiders subsequently learned from an anonymous source with the knowledge of the situation that the mayor was leaning against allowing um, fans at the beginning of the season. Come on. Come on. I mean, a a lot of things are opening back up. I think if you can go to the bar, why can't you go to an open field arena? When you leave, though, it's still a bottleneck. And when you're entering, too. So you know what I mean? Like it's gonna, how, how, it's, you're gonna have to show up. You're gonna have to show up at the ball game, like earlier than you show up to the airport. It's gonna be like back in the day when you were in class, and you're like, "All right, room two hundred one, come down for the assembly. Room two hundred two, come down for the assembly." <laughs> That's what they're gonna have to do. Section one forty one, you're allowed to leave now, right? And it's, or, or but also filing in, That's right? Same thing. Yeah. About how long it's gonna take to get it, in there, right? Oh, and and then the, the other thing is like, do you have to present proof that you have a right. COVID right. vaccine? So that's I think that's another thing too. Like you know, is there a scan barcode or there, something? I'm sure somebody's working on it right now. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing is that you know both the Cubs and the Sox put together a presentation uh, for the city and the state. They're waiting to hear back. That's what Jesse Rogers was saying when, yeah. when he talked to Otto and Sylvie. Uh, he said that the proposal was for 30% attendance on April 1st, and which is a little bit over 12,000 at each stadium. That's a lot of people. That's still a lot of people. And guess what? People are going to be still going to the bars and yeah. tailgating yeah. at their respective ballparks. So you're going to have more than 12,000 people. Well, you, what is it? Alabama and Texas just said, you know what? Throw your masks away. Burn them. Yeah, the whole South is uh, special. Pass. Hard pass. Yeah. Um, there was some other news that came up. Yeah. Uh, your boy, John Lester, is leaving spring training camp to have surgery for the removal of a thyroid gland. Yeah. The 37-year-old left-hander, a member of the Cubs 2016 World Series winning team, that's right, had compl- uh, a complaint of tiredness during the preseason training in Florida. He knows his body because he had cancer. Right. Yeah, so he knows the Boston, symptoms. So he knows to, like, kind of, hey, something's not quite right. Right. Um. Yeah, he said that he was tired. He kind of felt tired, and that's a big issue um, when his uh, coach uh, was talking about him. And, you know, they said that I feel, uh, Martinez says, I feel like once he gets this out, he'll have a lot more energy throughout the day. I hope, I really hope this works out for him. I really do. He's a big part of what we do here, and we love having him. Um, and like I was saying earlier, yeah. he was diagnosed with a form of non Hodgkin's lymphoma. lymphoma in 2006 during his rookie season. Um, he went underwent chemo, and he came back to baseball in 07. Yeah, we hope this doesn't sideline him for the year because he's a really good guy. He wants to retire with the numbers that he wanted to. Yeah, and he has a goal. Yeah, he has a goal, and he wants to you know get this one more hurrah year. So this would be devastating for for a good guy to go through this again. It's still, it's still a shame that like I I have a feeling this will be his last season. But I mean, who knows? I mean, this, I almost have a feeling like he'll do this one season in Washington, and they'll come back to the Cubs for a year. You know what I mean? Like, just to kind of, because he wants that swan song, and I think he kind of wanted it here. But they could have done it in the beginning. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of, it feels like that's what they're doing with Ariata. That's what they're doing with Strope. So, I mean, he's he's a little bit older now. So, I just hope that he's okay. Yeah, so do I. So, does he retire as a Cub or or a Red Sox? That's hard. Yeah, right. How many titles did he have? I think he had two with the Sox. Maybe two. Because they traded him the year before the Cubs got him. He went to uh, Oakland. Um, at the end of the season when they were trying to make that push. So, 
Man, I don't know. That's that's really tough. <laughs> that's a tough one. Like, cause you know they'll do that. I'm gonna sign a one day deal, and then as it's yeah. I mean, I think. Well, here's the thing: is like, let's say he retires at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. His personal catcher was Ross. Does Rossi not trying to convince him to do it as a Cub? Because I mean, he was there with the Red Sox too. Right. So yeah, 2007 with the Sox, 2013 with the Sox, Red Sox, and then uh, 2016 with the Cubs. So. So two versus one. I mean, and he had lost uh, his catcher for all three. Yeah, well, I think all three. Maybe not. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That, that's hard. I think that's a hard decision for him to make too. Because yeah. I know he loved the city of Chicago. I mean, look, when you're a player like him who gets to play in two of the best baseball cities in the world. Yeah. Boston and Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a hard thing to choose from. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, there was some funny business going on. Oh, boy. The Cleveland Indians, who are notorious for loving COVID, <laughs> uh, they announced that Jose Ramirez and... <laughs> the COVID Indians. There's their name. <laughs> Cleveland COVIDs. Oh, God. Um, yeah, they announced that Jose Ramirez and Fran Mill Reyes violated health protocols and are away from the team. And it turns out that our boy, Pedro Stope, Strope, was with them. Uh, you know, these dummies are out there. You're risking your career because the thing is, is that... At this point, we know where we stand with COVID, I think, for the most part. Right mm-hmm. now, I think Chicago has about a 4% positivity rate. Um, they're opening opening up the uh, um, the vaccine centers for a lot of seniors. They're opening. I, I know people our age who have had both doses already. Right. Uh, healthcare workers. Um, you know, they're, they're trying. I think they're, the teachers are pushing for that as well, you know. Yeah. Well, um, I'll get it as soon as everyone else gets the kinks out of it. So, well, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of uh, city of Chicago teachers that are asking for it because right. says if we're going to be exposed or whatever it is, I mean, it is what it is. But I think we have a handle of what it is now. And it's kind of like, all right, we're almost at the other end, man. Like, just get on your P's and Q's, wear your mask, stay out of trouble. Yeah. It's not that hard. It you isn't. Know it how really isn't. That these these sports teams are still going to be about COVID protocols, and you're hang, stop. Just don't hang out with the Indians, bro. Like, what are you doing? They already know how to screw this up. So, what are you doing? Yeah, don't don't hang out with anybody from Cleveland. No one, and, no one goes on vacation in Cleveland. <laughs> and Stropy doesn't even have a guaranteed roster spot. No. He was invited as a minor leaguer. So he, he, yeah, he might get cut. <sighs> Just a dumb dumb dude. All right, let's talk FAs. Uh-oh. Yeah, free agents. Ooh. What will the Cubs do? Rizzo, Brian, Baez, Davies. Yes, Davies, because he you know, just picked them up. Uh-huh. Yeah, he might be gone, too. All right, this division isn't locked up, so I'm going to give you two scenarios. One, the Cubs are 10 games back in the division in July. Are the Cubs selling? Are they waving the white flag, the proverbial white flag? I think that the thing with this is this is a very important year for not just the Cubs, but for their new GM mm-hmm. or, or their, or their presidents of baseball operations. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of decisions to make right here. What's going to happen with Bryant? I think that trade is almost inevitable at this point. Yes, it is. Um, no matter how many times I trip over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's an inevitable at this point that, um, Bryant is going to be gone from this team. Mm-hmm. Rizzo, I think you have to keep, you have to find a way. I think, you're going to move pieces and look towards next year, but you're not going to sell everyone. Right. You can't sell everyone off. Okay. You know, um, I think what they did in this last season by letting certain players go, they, they, that was their kind of way of trimming the fat. Like I said, they let Lester go. You traded Darvish and Caratini. Um, you you let uh, Schwarber go. You let Almora go. Uh-huh. So these are a lot of guys that have been around for a long time. They're trying to give some other guys. They're, they're still trying to sign players. I mean, like I said, remember I was telling you okay. they brought back... Um, Cameron Mabin, 
Yeah, they got Jock Peterson. They got Jock Peterson. So they're trying to just kind of shake up that chemistry and move that stuff around. I think they're going to try to keep winning. Um, and they're and well, you know, players are going to win. Players on the field want to win. That, that's end of the story. But I, I think the, the organization is going to keep trying to win right now and doing whatever they can. I don't think they're just going to wave the white flag because they've been in the playoffs for the past what five, six years. They won the division last year. Mm-hmm. No matter how you want to put it, they still were in the playoffs and they won the division. It's because they didn't do more. Where people are, are upset. Well, yeah, you're used to winning. So you're saying they won't wave the wave the white flag? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't think. That, I, I think. I think they they feel like they are a strong enough team to be able to overcome that. Okay. You know. So if the Cubs are competing in the division, what do you want them to happen? Are they going to buy more more assets? I mean, I think there's. I think it really the whole thing, the key, the linchpin, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the major piece here mm-hmm. is where are we at with Chris Bryant? Um, does he look like he's coming back to his all star all star MVP form? Um, where is he in his progression? Because that, depending on if he's having a great year and they're still down, mm-hmm. well, you can trade him and get some like something for your future. Well, you know the last trade they made for you, Darvish. I mean, when they traded him away, wasn't a great haul back. They got nothing but teenagers back and Davies. So I mean, for for you could Darvish, have waited for for a, a thirty-two year old Darvish who was pitching very very well. I'm just saying, like, yeah. with, they're they're trying to replenish that that farm system right now, you know, and they're just trying to because Darvish is still owed a lot of money. Yeah, he is. You know, so I mean, and you had someone like the Padres who are trying to win it all. You got to remember, sometimes I think more and more so in baseball than anywhere else, where you get it, you're you have people say that these teams aren't loyal, but sometimes they send these players to a team where they think they could do better. So there could have been something also there where they're like, we're gonna send you to the Padres got a way better chance of winning this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. before your career is over take the next three four years see if you can win a chip over there some of that does come down to the respect for the player as well yeah, you know it does it trying does to be, trying to do good by them because you gotta remember theo was in love with darvish before he ever came over to the states yeah. he wanted him so bad and he ended up going to the rangers yeah all right man what's going on <laughs> that's a fine that's a fine that's a fine what's going on on the south side the south side well as you said earlier the baseball teams are here to push to have fans in the stands hopefully by opening day i don't see it happening with this mayor but we've been She's surprised pushing for it i mean I don't know. so here's the question mm-hmm. would you go i would go because it's opening day and that's my tradition to go would i protect myself as much as i can yes am i going to be near people and high five you high fiving uh, high fiving people uh no um but the thing is well, there's no procedure for that yet because there's right. people that have season tickets for the last 20, 30 years. There's, you know, season tickets that just got their tickets. Who is let in? How many percentage of season ticket holders and how many people? Well, that's going to be a lottery. That's going to be 100% a lottery. Right. You know, because you, because you, I would imagine, let's say, let, let's say 70% of fans want to come back. Just, okay. just arbitrary number. Right. 70% of fans want to come back. So that leaves 30%, 30% of your population that would normally come to the games out of it. Right. right. So then you you look at that and they're going to have to enter a lottery system. And then from there, you know, you, you're going to have to determine, do you do half of that 35% total end up being um, uh, your season ticket holders, holders or your same day? You know what I mean? Do you have to have a reservation a couple days in advance? Right. You're not, you're not going to be able to get same day tickets. 
all of that stuff is going to come into play. So it really just depends. And I think they're also going to follow the example. It's essentially, like we were saying before, Texas is, is guinea pig right now. Mm-hmm. So let's see how it goes, guys. They, you know, they have a crazy high percentage, too. I think they're like 14%. You know, Texas don't care about anything, man. But, you know, I think they're they're essentially the guinea pig to see where we can be with this. Yeah. In other news with the White Sox, we were named... No, I, Jesus, I can't believe I'm reading this. The White Sox drinks the most out of any fan base in MLB. I don't know if I should be proud or ashamed of this. <laughs> number, one, number one for the White Sox fans, I'll drink the 14th Cubs. I do not believe this thing. All right, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I can't believe this, man. I'm, I'm choking up on these words. So this is based on beer sales in the stadium. Yeah. Y'all be drinking. Y'all be drinking at the bars prior to the game, three hours before that. I know that. I know that. Hey, let's not argue with science. We're number one. You're, you could be number one. Right, one thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the White Sox uh, also ranked third in tailgating. I believe that. Uh, and I personally think it's the other way around as far as the drinking thing. But, hey, I mean, they have uh, – Wrigley has the Wrigleyville thing, the, all the bars and the historic bars. And, you know, it's, it's a thing. It is a thing. It is. But also, I mean, it's an experience to be in the neighborhood. That's and that's They've yeah. done a great job of really enhancing that and taking advantage of that fact with everything that they built around it. Now, let's see if it can be profitable for them. <laughs> so they don't have to keep crying poor. Yeah. Um, but they've also done a good job, especially around the ballpark itself, to mm-hmm. make it more family-friendly. That used to be the biggest thing with you know, my, my discussion between the Sox and, and Wrigley right. is that you go to a Sox game, you want to bring your family of four on a Sunday, they have a package, it's you know family-friendly, whereas the Cubs, it's like you have you know, you know have the frat boys, well, and then right. you got the drunks, and then you have, like, and then it's like you can't take your kids there because you have... Well, you also have to consider the fact is that for years and years and years, you also had the, the people that really wanted to get trashed on the rooftop because mm-hmm. they could see the game and you just get you get that wristband or that yeah. that lanyard or whatever and you're just going. <laughs> There's a game. <laughs> what, what, what are we doing for the next four hours? I'm never going to remember it, so who cares? <laughs> right, that, that is true. All right, let's finish up this White Sox segment. Uh, Zach Collins, Yermin Mercedes, and Jonathan Lucroy and Selby Zavala are competing for the backup catcher. This is the only roster spot that anybody's competing for. Um, who do you think is going to be able to take that, though? Jeez. I mean, Zach Collins has made some strides. Yamin Mercedes is, is very well touted. Luke Croy is your veteran. He was on the Cubs. Yeah. Um, and he's finally healthy because he had a bulging disc when he was with the Cubs. Right. So, and that that's an issue. And then Zelby Zavala is raking. So, yeah. to me, I think Luke Croy gets not just because he's the veteran. Yeah. And you, you, it's in a win now. Of, uh, and he also probably doesn't have any real options. No. Yeah. No. He's either he's either the backup or he's backing up. Backing his ass up to that couch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's something the White Sox got to uh, keep an eye out while they're watching the spring training games. I mean, there's not much to watch for because a lot of spring training games are boring. I don't know because, no, because look at it. Uh, we had a bray you up, and they had the bases loaded, and the other co- the other teams like, oh no, we're gonna switch. Yeah. I'm like, no. That's BS. No, there's there's uh because of the new rules for the spring training games, you have a lot of games that are just like they're like, is everyone tired? All right, yeah. let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, but we're, we're no, no, the score is the same on both sides, guys. Yeah, but Billy's tired, and you know, you know, Jimmy says his ankle hurts a little. Let's just go home. We'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> yeah. I can't stand spring training right now. 
All right, Grandal will be playing most of the days, and when he's not catching, you can probably catch him playing DH. Yeah. Along with Andrew Vaughn, which is the kid that they'll probably have up after after two weeks if they want to keep control of him. And Jose, Mr. MVP Abreu. All right, so let me ask you a question. Sure. Coming up in this season, who do you think on your team um, has the most to prove? Has the most? Moncada. Yeah. Moncada has been been touted as being an MVP type of player, a gold glove third baseman, a guy that could be your cornerstone, and he has not been that. Yeah, I mean, I can't really take last year into account too much Mm -hmm. because of COVID, because of just what a complete and total disaster 2020 really was for everyone, even if you won a title last year, it was still a disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I would agree with you. Another player that I'll put on there... Um, not nearly as high is Jose Abreu. Really? And the reason I say that is can he truly live up to what he did last year in a shortened season? Well, if you look at his numbers, his numbers are around the 300 in the average, uh, over 1,000 OPS. He's going to hit your 25 to 30 home runs a, a season. He's kind of consistent. Do you believe in him enough to predict that he could go back to back? No, he's not going to go back to back. No way. There's no way. I, I just don't think it's just because there's more time for slumps, and there's going to be times when Jose's going to slump, where he's going to get you know get pitched inside a line. He's going to get frustrated. So, and it's an under, unpredictable question. But who do you think is going to win the MVP in the AL this year? Oh, there's so many players out there, man. I mean, I I would hope Tim Anderson gets it, but. Obviously, I want one of the White Sox to do it. But, I mean, with the Yankees, they're stacked. Uh, you got Toronto. The, the Yankees, the problem with the Yankees is that they have to stay healthy. healthy. Yeah. You got these two gigantic monsters out there. They literally look like the Monstars from the first yes. Space Jam. Yes, they the do. The first and only Space Jam. Thank you. Teeth and all. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, but, you know, they have these big monsters out there, and they just cannot stay healthy. I kind of like where you're going with Toronto because they got all the they got the sons of the legends yeah, right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a season because you got some of these teams out there that are super stacked, and this the, there's a couple teams in the Major League Baseball this year that really remind me of the NBA. When yeah, you look at a team like the Dodgers, the Dodgers and, and, and the, the Padres. Yes. And it's it's like a West Coast version of what we saw in the Yankees in the in the nineties, early two thousand. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But now there's two of them. Yeah, you know, and this is not. It's going to be interesting if they can add anyone else during the season, because don't forget the Padres got um, Machado a couple years ago. Yeah. So it's almost like we forgot about him because because once he signed, he wasn't that great that first year. And people are just kind of like sleeping on him now, and watch him pop this year when he's got a lot of really good teammates around him. Yeah, now he's got he's got protection around him. That's you the know. biggest thing. Yeah, I, I see I see the Dodgers and, and the and the Padres going to beat up on each other. They'll yeah. probably play five hundred ball against each other and play nine hundred ball against everybody else. So, who do you think is um, a realistic candidate to win the MVP in the National League? In the National League, wow. 
I, I would I would say, I think Tatis has, has a good I shot. I was just going to go there. He's got a great shot this year, man. I was I was honestly I was going to go there. I, I hate agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um but yeah, I, I really think that he is probably would be my favorite going into this season. Now again, we cannot predict injuries. We can't really predict illnesses, um, especially in this weird world that, that we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I 100% agree with you that that would be my pick for the MVP right now. Yeah. All right, E, let's just wrap this up with some Illinois Illini basketball. Like I said in the intro, mm-hmm. the fighting Illini are actually relevant. I'm not really sure how this happened. It's 2005 all over. Yeah, so uh, Illini basketball. A lot, a lot. The Illinois basketball team on Saturday clinched with the most wins in the Big Ten this season, but during the unprecedented year, they didn't clinch the conference. Hmm. Oh, That's I, yeah, someone must have thrown a little envelope under the door. <laughs> Following a 73-68 comeback win at Ohio State. Yeah, I hate Ohio State. Anyway, I just hate the state of Ohio. <laughs> Sorry. All right, number four, Illinois closes the regular season 20-6 and six overall with a 16-4 and four during the conference play. But Michigan, eh, which enters the regular season uh, against uh, Michigan State on Sunday, which is today, uh, they're 14-2 and two in the Big Ten, and it was already named the conference champion. How? Yeah, they're, they're saying this is based on winning percentage. That's when horse. They've, they've played less games. It's nonsense. This, this whole, like I said, this... It's so unprecedented, whatever you want to call it. Some of this is nonsense, BS, crap, whatever you want to say. Um, And it's frustrating because, you know, like I said, how do you determine? You know what I mean? You can say, if. to be fair, if you go into the season knowing that it's it's going to be based on a winning percentage and you're going to have to, if some games get canceled, you've got to deal with that. That's fine, but still screw that. So if I play one game this season and you play two games and you go one and one. Right. I get the championship because I played one game. Right. That, that. And that's that's the that's the concept there, but I mean I don't I don't have to like it. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back after word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create simple, classic clothing that represents their Southside Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. That's gritclothingco.com and use our promo code True Fan 15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah, yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, we're talking about baseball, and baseball is very much associated with the summer and carne asada Uh-oh. and burgers and all that stuff in the summer. And it, it's getting nice in Chicago. So we're getting there. Uh, we're, we're getting there. It's getting nice. I mean, it's a sweater weather. So, I want to ask you, street corn, corn on the cob, corn in the cup. Oh, give me that cup. <laughs> give me that cup. Give me that cup, bro. I'm a four-year-old. I'm going to be running down. Like, first of all, I've had a beard for like 10 years. Oh, okay. And I'm not trying to be, be the uh, flavor saver over here. I, I'm also not walking around with a big, like, phallic crew just walking around waving at people. Yes, can I have one of those, please? <laughs> 
I like both, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the cup just because it's less of a mess. Hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then you could just, you know, you could drive and eat with it. You know, I mean, it's hard to drive and have corn on a cup. What the hell's going on here? It makes such a huge mess. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm gonna get a corn on the cup, and then I'm gonna get a corn dog, and like battle out. Whoever wins gets the corn first. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Star Wars over here. Oh my god. So you're going with the cup? I'm going with the cup, man. I have to go. The cup. It's just less of a hassle. Hell yeah! I, I, I can't wait for elote season to start. Though. Oh man! When you you're in, a, you're in your house and you hear that horn, <laughs> like oh where, where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> I remember driving around looking for him when my service calls like, damn, and and some of these some of these folks out there are crazy dedicated. It'll oh yeah, like oh yeah. Pouring rain and they got a tarp and they're just sitting there and they're just clicking away on their phone waiting for someone to order and I'm like. I don't know how much a year of corn is, but I mean they're charging three, four dollars. I mean, right. so it's it's a good profit. Yeah. Uh, hey, you gotta you gotta make your money somehow. I admire the hustle. All right, man. Before we go, oh, I got a question for you. Sure. What you looking at? What I, are you watching this week. I've been watching Doom Patrol on HBO. What is Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol is a DC uh, kind of like I want to say uh, uh, what's Suicide Squad kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so you got a bunch of misfits, and you know they have these powers, and you don't know why they have these powers. So they're going. The first season is pretty much a background season on all these guys mm-hmm. and why they're together at this one house and so forth. Brendan Fraser's in there. Um, yeah, yeah, and he's fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, the guy from Dodgeball who plays the pirate, Steve the Pirate. So that, he does so many voiceovers and he's been yeah. in so many movies and he's the main villain. Oh, no way. And he's he's amazing and he narrates the, the entire season. Yeah, the, the pirate <laughs> <laughs> I wish he did. That would be amazing. What are you watching, man? Um, I was trying to watch my, my board. Um, yeah, I was trying to watch it the other night and... Yeah. and you know, I was sitting down. I had a couple hours. All the work was done. Mm-hmm. Let me sit down and start watching my World Walk. I'm at the end of season two. Uh-huh. And I click on HBO Max, and usually it says, continue. Right. Or where you left off, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And I click, and it ain't there. I'm like, where did you go? So I went and searched. Yeah. Boardwalk Empire. And then it pops up, and it only gives me season one and season five. <laughs> I'm at the end of season two. That's a huge gap, man. Yeah, I remember you sending me the text like, hey, man, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you seeing this? So, so I go on my app, and I'm like, what is this guy talking about? It's got to be there. They own they own Boardwalk. Right. Well, where's it going? So I check, and I'm like, crap, it's not there. So I go on my TV, crap, it's not there. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I ser- did some searching on the internet, and, you know, Hulu might have it with an HBO subscription. Amazon has it. You can buy per episode, per season. That's crap. So I was like, what the hell? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what everybody else does in this day of age. Yep. Go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I tweeted HBO. I'm like, hey, man, what the hell is going on with Boardwalk Empire? I need my Boardwalk Empire. Mad emojis. And the funny thing is, is that I was, we were literally like talking about three different things at once through text. So you yeah. know what happens is you lose context. Yes. So I get it. I get a text and it says, I tweeted them and I'm like, uh, all right, cool. <laughs> like having a guest. I'm like, who does them? Yeah. And the next morning, I'm like, you, you text me and go, it's back. My, te- my tweet works. And I'm like, 
Oh, that's... <laughs> so, so what I did in the meantime is I watched the first couple episodes of uh, season one of True Detective. Oh. Good Lord. Yes. Told you. Good Lord. Told you. And I'm still going to... I know you said stay away from season two. I'm yeah. still going to watch because I'm a completist. I can't... Oh, man. I can't... I've never walked out of a movie... Because I, it, no, you paid for it. You paid for it. Well, it's not just that. I'll come home. If I ever walked out of a movie, I'd come home and like try to find a way to watch it at home. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to know what happened. Yeah. So like, I'm going to end up watching it. And the only movie I've ever almost like had to stop in the middle and walk away from was Nacho Libre. <sighs> couldn't do it. it was, and, and, I, and I finished it. but It's a couple it of funny only, scenes, but it's not good. It was the only movie that I remember watching where I'm just like, why, why, where's the end of this? This is there's no goal in this movie. Mike Logic fights me dead to the death in that, but I couldn't do it, man. Well, you know, he's married with children. <laughs> he loves the show. He does love the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright. I think we're getting out of here. Yeah. It's All right. time to go, folks. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, Noor, Caesar, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Super duper. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you guys, your show recommendations, your restaurants, your stirring the pot ideas. Um, reach out to us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 36. Until then... Be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. I'm going to get the paper. Paper. <laughs> a few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Never boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh. I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.